All right, guys, I'm sorry. I'm having technological difficult differences, as they said, on uh, idiocracy. So, uh, Madman, just to let you know, these, these headphones buzz. Okay. Which is why I was frantically was changing headphones. Um, and I'm sorry, that's why I blew all you guys' eardrums up, because oh. I was trying to find the volume for the ones I'm wearing now. My heart is No racing, problem. But, but, yeah, they all gave me a look like, what in the frack are you doing? So, <laughs> anyhow, welcome to Lost in the Long Box for April 24th. Uh, I'm Randy. I'm with my post here. Hello? I can't hear you. Well, dude. You, you, you blew me out of the water, so, you know. Thomas. Thomas. And, and, and Enos. And Madman working on our soundboard. Hello. Uh, guys, I'm sorry. How was everyone's weekend? Oh, man, everything uh, was great this weekend. I'm trying to maneuver a bunch of stuff around here that's in the way, and, and you didn't turn me down. Rock. How about you? Yeah, that's it. That's better. Now, now go down a little up. bit. All right. All right. So production notes from now on. Everybody check their headphones before we go on there so we're not spending five minutes turning everybody up and down. Oh, yeah. Get your oh, freaking fingers off my headset. I'll test, test, test. Test, test, there. Okay, that's me. Don't touch me. <laughs> I never touched you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So anyway, while we all are adjusting our headsets because Randy turned around and screwed everybody over. <laughs> I, that was just so weird. It came on and I was getting crackle, 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 crackle. And I'm like, oh, I can't do the whole show with that. So, <sighs> All right. Let's talk about some um, the news that happened uh, over the last week. By the way, I'm sorry I didn't slam the table and, and I'm surprised Madman hadn't chucked something at me already. Um, so I didn't watch Gotham last week. I missed it, but it was the the first of the last two episodes. Um, and but I did catch the three minute trailer for the final episode tomorrow. Um, the way they ended it last week looks because they were doing the No Man's Storyland, no, 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 no Man's Land, No Man's Land, right? It actually ended with the Bruce leaving Gotham, and so tomorrow's okay. episode is supposed to be ten years later. Yeah, I I had read about that, and they said that. Uh, the dude that's going to be Batman is going to be a pretty big guy. Right. They're, uh, well, they're doing the whole Batman Begins segue. But yeah. I was noticing something when I was watching the trailer for it. I don't know if they're still using Cameron by Condova for Selena, but the actress in the preview looked remarkably older. So I don't know if they got an older actress that looks like her or if they're just CGI aging her to make her look older. But anyway, uh, like I said, I wasn't really watching that show before. Um, I gave up on it a couple of seasons ago, but I'm all about these last two episodes. So tomorrow night, 8 o'clock on Fox, final episode, we get to see their version of Batman on Gotham. So that should be pretty good. Looking forward to that. Um, the Avengers cast, the original Avengers cast, the original six. So Chris Hemsworth, Scarlett Johansson, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Evans, uh, Jeremy Renner, and who am I leaving now? Help me. Help me. Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett? Scarlett, I said Scarlett. Uh, Scarjo of Chris Hemsworth. Mark, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo said Mark Ruffalo. Okay. Chris Evans. Jeremy Renner. I don't know who I'm leaving off. Anywho, moving on. Um, they actually got to leave their hand and footprints in the cement at TCL Chinese Restaurant in Hollywood. Remember when he used to call that Grauman's Chinese Restaurant? I, I was like, TCL? Who the hell's that? Who bought them and screwed the name up? So, but, uh, and you know... I'm really torn on this. While I love superhero movies and I love that Hollywood's taking them seriously and they're making a lot of movies, I don't know that the cast of a superhero movie merit having their feet and their handprints in, in the cement. You know, that's safe for legends, people like Marilyn Monroe or Frank Sinatra, things of that nature. And I just, I just don't get that. I mean, yeah, I can think of everyone, several. Yeah. I can think of several billion reasons why they would do it. Yeah. Quite <laughs> the the dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I and I understand that, but I just don't think. An actor who's played a superhero 
is the same type of legendary status as someone. That, anyway, moving on. Over, I'm over already. So, you know the end game, um, not the end game, dang it. You know those um, end credits that Marvel made so popular over the last 10 years? We get the mid-credit one and we get the post-credit one. Right. Mm -hmm. There's rumor, um, it's been somewhat confirmed that Avengers Endgame doesn't have any. Wow. Um, okay. I don't know. I've heard the same. Now, they said they don't know if it was because they wanted to avoid those getting spoiled out on the internet. And I'm thinking, so... You don't care if the movie gets spoiled, but you don't want the end credits to be spoiled. Aren't we doing that backwards? So we may, we'll may we find out tomorrow. Uh, Lost and Longbox crew are going to the movies tomorrow to see Avengers Endgame. And I, you know, it would actually be fitting if the story wraps up and everything's in a nice, neat little package. And they decide, we're not going to show you what the next phase is. That would make we're sense. We're going to tease you. Because they may not even know what the next phase yeah, is. Yeah, I have a feeling they probably don't know yet. So, I mean, there's a lot out there that they can choose from, so they probably don't know yet. Right, exactly. So uh, that's what I'm thinking is that they, they don't know. I'm really hoping they do Secret Invasion. God, please. That would be great. That was a great story. Secret Invasion. I, yes, did, it was. I did like Secret Invasion. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis has proven that, once again, if you give him just enough to toys to play with, he'll find a way to break them. <laughs> Young Justice 7, Tim Drake is no longer be Robin. He's going to be taking on a new name. I was That, that was going to be one of mine that... <laughs> See, that's why I like you, man. You and I are on the same wavelength about a lot of stuff. I just read that the other day, and I was like, "What is it going to be?" Wing Knight? Uh, I, I don't know. They did, they haven't actually revealed what was. They didn't reveal the name, but you know, everyone is speculating. But you know, that was Young Justice Seven, which I think came out today. So anyone who wants to go peruse it in the comic book store and see what the new name is, because I think he might even get a new costume with it. I'm not sure. I gave now, up on now, it after is, issue two. Is this so. like? Is this with the? Um, they, are they in like some pocket universe or something like this? I, I believe I, they were in Gem World. Yes. Yeah, Gem World. I read, World. I read, I, okay, now I I read the first. That. I read the first two issues. They're 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 in Gem World. Well, I this, guess they're still there. I gave up. Well, after the storyline I think so. is actually wrapping up the whole Gem World story, which is why he's getting a new name. Ah, mm. um, but it's in his his new. Is it the Young Animals? Oh, hang on, you got a Naomi right there. What's the the banner for the 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 line at the top? Wonder Comics. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Young Justice is is one of the books in the Wonder Comics line. So, okay. and my understanding, I think two of them are already doing poorly. I don't think Dowell H and I don't think uh, Wonder Twins. Are but doing I don't think the Wonder Twins are going to do that good because nobody took them seriously anyway. <laughs> well, kind of the same way for I would think for Dowell H for Hero. I mean, did uh, anyone yeah. really get behind that? I mean, you got Dowell H for Hero is like well, like when Randy was for guys like me and Randy, we the old schoolers, baby, because that was like one of those like, hey, you know, we could create. And, you know, they, that was one of the times that they actually let the fans become a part of the story. They're not letting fans do that anymore. So, like, it's no fun anymore. Right. I know I submitted at least a couple that they didn't use. Mm. So, uh, also, speaking of new costumes, Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, is going to get a new costume as well. And I actually posted this on the Lost in a Lost Box, uh, Long Box Facebook last night. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. It is horrible. Tommy, go ahead and pull that up. Uh, my big problem with it is it's too many colors. It, it needs to pick a scheme and a, and a color pattern and, and just pick one and decide. It's all over the place. It, it looks like 30 artists were touching it. So, yeah, if you guys haven't seen it already, it's out on the Lost in the Long Box page. I stole it from another website. But, yeah, it just ugh, wasn't very good. There you go. See that? Calling it up right now. Yeah, I posted it last night, and I was like, in what? In slow motion. In slow motion. Uh, <laughs> got some sad news. 
I'm probably going to butcher this because I, I don't speak um, foreign tongues very well. Oh, yeah, that's bad. Particularly Japanese. Kazuo Koki, I guess, creator of Long Wolf and, Long Cub, Wolf and Cub, has yes. passed away. Uh, what was it, 72, I think they said, 82? Mm-hmm. Been around a while. So, And Madman, I don't know if you were recording video, but it went out, so just a heads up. Because I, I saw us on the monitor, and now, and now I see us again. There you go. So, all right. Figuring it out. All right. But yeah, uh, so I've never read Lone Wolf and Cub, but that is like probably one of the longest running mangas out there, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I, th- I think that started way back in the 80s, maybe even earlier than that. Um, so, um, you know, a couple years ago, Marvel did this unique thing where Jane Foster was Thor. And I know everybody <laughs> hated it. I actually liked it. I was actually reading that book. There's a running joke with me and a friend of mine where he was saying that he hated Jane Foster's Thor. That's not right. Thor's not a woman, this, that, and the other. And I said, well, you know, if I die and you get my comic collection, you have to take that one. You have to love it every much as I do, you know, if you're going to take my collection. He goes, oh, I'll take it, but that's not going to be loved, right? So I put my pajamas on one day, and I had my wife take a picture of me sleeping, holding my Thor number one, <laughs> and then I sent it to him. It says, now if I die, you get my comics. You have to take care of this precious comic. It's my favorite, my whole collection. <laughs> but anyway, the reason I brought that up is, so you know, in War of the Realms number two, um, Valkyrie, Brunhilde dies. Guess who gets to be the next Valkyrie come summer in a new series? Let me guess. Take a Jane guess. Foster. You, well, why you run? Tommy, <laughs> tell him what he's won. Uh, uh, nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, I don't know why they seem to be so fixated on, on making Jane Foster part of the Asgardian mythology, but now she's going to be Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I got to tell you, I don't know how her run of store ended. I thought she actually died in it. I thought that was the case. I thought that was the case, too, because I actually bought that issue. Very well written. The art was great. But I was I was really sad about uh, the fact that Jane uh, that Jane had died because I really I have to be honest with you. I didn't really start liking Jane Foster until I started watching the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes cartoon because they right. gave her, they fleshed her out big time. They gave her a very big role in that, in that show. And Natalie Portman did a great job of portraying her on screen. Yes. Well, it's funny because I remember when I read Thor and for the first maybe couple of issues, we didn't know who the female Thor was. Then it right. became it was Jane Foster. And then it showed that she was terminally ill and she had cancer. cancer. I said, okay, you know what? I actually like where they're going with this. I, I can deal with it. But I remember the last issue, I bought the special art germ cover because it was the only cover where we saw her without her helmet. Um, and she didn't actually look like Jane Foster. She had right. blonde hair and her face looked a lot younger. But So anyway. And I think that's when, when she kissed Thor. Before taking her last breath, right. that's how she looked. Right. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't read the series. I, you know, from what I understand, people either loved it or they hated it. It didn't seem like there was a lot of middle ground there. Right. Well, I was. I was really liking it, and then they went into the whole story with her and the. Um, I know I'm going to butcher this. The ice elves, mm-hmm. and there was that whole ice, the frost giants. Frost giants. Thank you, God. Ice elves. What the hell am I been reading? <laughs> uh, but they go into the frost giant storyline, and I just kind of lost interest in it and couldn't stay with it. So. Uh, other news, so you know, legendary writer from Marvel, Bill Mantler, was injured a few years ago in a car accident right. uh, back in 1992. So his brother, Michael Mantler, has been taking care of him. Well, he's incurred a rather huge amount of debt of taking care of him for like the last 20 years. So he has actually started a GoFundMe page 
to help cover the debts that he's gotten by caring for Bill Mantlo. So all you guys out there, especially old-timers like Enos and I that remember Bill Mantlo and a lot of the work, because Micronauts, I mean, one of my favorite books Bill Mantlo was on. Go out there, go find the GoFundMe by Michael Mantlo, help him out and help out Bill. So a legend that you'll be happy you did it. Uh, hey, last week, remember I mentioned that Marvel Acts of Evil storyline? Yes. And we didn't know what it was, but I said uh, the logo looked a lot like the Acts of Vengeance. Vengeance. Uh, well, now it's done falling apart already because I found out what they actually are. There was an article yesterday, maybe Monday. There were actually going to be hero versus villain one-shot annuals over the summer. Oh, okay. Um, and they, it's going to be pitting some heroes against villains they normally wouldn't have fought. Like I saw the cover for one. It's Miss Marvel against the Super Scroll. By all rights, Super Scroll should own her. Oh yeah, <laughs> but I, that's not even that's not even a fair fight. <laughs> I, I wish you all could see Enos's face. He's got this what the hell look on his yeah. face. Yeah, it's like I said. I saw the cover of that, and like, and that's going to end with her being a bloody smear, right? Because there's no, <laughs> if she wins that, then I'm going to cry uh, shenanigans yeah. and, and probably send it in itty bitty pieces. Back I mean, to Marvel. as soon as you said that, the first thing that made that popped up in my head was. The second Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoon, not not cartoon, the live action film. They, everybody had jumped Raphael and they were holding him down. And he was saying, "Have you guys ever heard of the term fair fight?" <laughs> and I'm thinking, that's that's not, that's not even a fair fight. So I have her go up against Super Scroll. That guy is vicious. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, I saw the cover for that and I was like. Okay, who greenlit this project? Because All the powers of the that Fantastic should, Four. That should, be, that, should be, that should be over. In, and, and she's got like stretching power. She's almost like a plastic man. That fight should be over in two pages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, what, so what you're basically saying is you have a guy that has the power of Mr. Fantastic, the Thing, the Invisible Woman, and the Human Torch versus a woman that has the powers of Mr. Fantastic. Pretty much, yes. Yeah. I don't know if she has more powers than that, but I, I've noticed that whenever I've seen her, she's always got some type of stretching, distorted limbs. So I, I must, I'm equating I, that to I, the stretching power. Can I make powers. a confession? I know little to nothing about that version of Ms. Marvel, except I bought one of the dolls for, for a little girl, and she loved it. So, hey, I, made, I, made, I got it for the little girl, and that's about as much as I know. I, I bought issue one way back in the day, the first issue mm-hmm. of her series before the, however many reboots have been of it or renumberings have been of it. And I got past the first issue and decided, nope, not for me. Mm-hmm. Don't like it. Uh, but I'm, I'm trying to think, was there something else? Or a train derailed just right there. Oh, man, I can't remember now. Anyway, so Tommy has a piece of news that he wants to get on his soapbox and start complaining about. Hit it, Tommy. Yep. So this week we're going to start a new segment called They Have Lost Their Damn Mind. <laughs> and basically what this is, is going to be something that we found either on eBay or a Facebook marketplace or somewhere where someone is asking for a ridiculous amount of money for a comic book. First one I'm going to do is the honorable mention that I found on the Facebook market page. Guy has two copies of X-Force number one brought to us from the 1990s. One bag, one is second print. And he would like he wants to ship them to you for the low, low cost of only eighty-five dollars. <laughs> are you serious? I am completely serious. Wait, these are X-Men number one? These are X Force X-Force number, X-Force number, number one. Number one. Okay. Liefeld. Woo! Yeah. X-Force number one. It can be yours. Two copies for only eighty-five dollars. <laughs> let's get let's or or you could go to your, your local comic shop's dollar bin and get and, you know, and five get for five dollars. I, I don't and know. Get you probably know. the whole run for le- for less than thirty-five dollars. I mean, you could probably get you know eighty-five for eighty-five dollars at your local comic store. I'm sure they have them all in their dollar bin. <laughs> they even give you a bulk discount for that. I don't know. The other one is brought to us from eBay. 
and it is a copy of Amazing Spider-Man 365. Apparently, it's a, a printer error where the hologram doesn't work right. Autographed by Stan Lee. <laughs> it is uh, yellow CGC graded, 5.5 condition. Oh, my God. Anybody want to guess how much they want for this beauty? 400 400 from Randy, Madman? 30 $30? Yeah. Enos? I'll say 450 450 You sure you don't want to go like 451 Randy? <laughs> no. Price right? No, it's not price is right. Price this is comic, this great issue right here, can be yours for the low, low cost of only $50,000. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Ed, to sweeten the deal, to sweeten <laughs> the deal, he is offering free shipping. Well, wow. I hope yeah. so. Well, he's all heart. Yeah, free shipping. Now, if you go into the description and, and read some of it here, he goes into this long thing about how rare it is and how it's rarer than all these other books. And it goes and it says, Happy New Year 2015. So apparently he's had this up on eBay for four years trying wow. to sell it for 50 grand. So, all right, so here's my thing. If the hologram doesn't work correctly, is it those stupid green holograms that was in the corner of the book? No, no. Those, this are, is, those this are only is, on the X-Force books. Or right, this books, is just right? a white hologram that's in the middle. It's supposed to be silver. But oh, well, well, those holograms on those things were shit anyway. Right. <laughs> and it's supposed to be a printer error and everything. It says, or best offer. There's a part of me that wants to send them an offer that says, I will give you $25 for this. I swear. But I don't, not, because to be honest with you, I see, don't want it, even that $25. Well, see, here's the thing. There were four of those, because that was back when Marvel was doing the DC thing, and there was four Spider-Man books, so one came out every week. There was, there was one of those with the black cover that he's selling. There was a blue one and a red one and a green one. Mm -hmm. And they all had that weird... I think this is the only one that I don't just, have. Just in the middle of the cover. And What's, none of those things were worth crap. What was, that, Tom? what was the issue? This is Amazing Spider-Man um, number 365. This actually is a first appearance of, of, of Spider-Man 2099. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they did like a, like every single like Spider-Man title did like a big hologram cover. Right, had a hologram cover. And, right, I, and right. if I'm not mistaken, this is the only one of the bunch that I don't have. I well, think I have the other here's three. Here's the thing is that you know, uh, comic books are not baseball cards. Um, a misprinting on a baseball card will make the card valuable. Right, right. In comic books, if you get like a double cover, that's the only like kind of error that would like increase the value of a comic. But like misprints and yeah, they don't, we, like we don't care about that. Yeah, right. they want a pristine copy when a right. collector wants to buy a copy. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, back in the day when I collected baseball cards, we were all about the error cards. Absolutely. But you know, yeah, comic, but comics is in. just not like that. Well, they, I, we don't care. and I remember getting the odd book that had and I. Don't remember which one was, which was in it. I bought it, it. The cover was different than the inside. It yeah, was, I have one of those too. I have an X. I have an uh, X Men Destiny with, with X Men Destiny on the outside, but inside it's Spider Man X Men. Right, and, and mine was a case where I picked up the book. I, I want to say it was X Men. I opened it and started reading it, and it was Supergirl or something like that. And I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> and yeah. I went and looked at the legal edition, and it said Supergirl Volume Whatever Whatever. I'm thinking, "Wow, this is really screwed up." So I had to go back and buy that issue. But yeah, for a long time, it was just a, a useless book because, like Madman says, unlike baseball cards, there's no market value in that. Right. So that's this week's version of You Have Lost Your Damn Mind because these two people have lost their damn mind. And I'm assuming you're going to be bringing this to us every week? I plan to, yep. We'll have to find out which, uh, which good one we're going to have next week. Now, is it only going to be just on prices of people on books or like the publisher's doing something weird? Uh I mean, I guess it could be mostly. I, I would like to see you branch out a little. I, now, people overcharging for a piece of crap is always fun, but something with the, the publisher doing something that where the rest of us are going, really? You think that's going to sell? It's his first show. Give him a break, man. Well, I got yeah, one. He's just that, trying to be uh, tough, I guess. I don't know. I got one that. He's trying to be that, Billy that Badass. Doesn't have no, to I'm just saying, I would like to see it touch several different areas. Yeah, we could, we could probably find something else for it. I got something that could tie along with that. It ain't got to do with a book, but it's 
But our friends over at Comic Book Resources, or CBR, had an article saying that Shazam Savannah is a step backward for the DC Entertainment Universe's villains. Who wrote this article? Because obviously they did not see the same movie we saw. Because, Aren't they just clickbait anyway, really? Yeah, because if you... What they did to Zy- to Savannah was a complete improvement compared to what I grew up reading. So I don't know where they're coming from in this regard, but CBR, I think they be drinking Drano when they be writing some of their stuff because their stuff just just doesn't make any sense. Right, and 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 truthfully, it insults the intelligent of uh, intelligence of a comic reader who knows who knows better and probably can do better than they did. Well, you have to check whenever you read one of the articles, you have to see if they're linking from another article or one that they wrote. Right. So if they're linking from another article and they got a reference, then it's okay. If it's just one that they throw it out there, I'm like, hmm, okay. Yeah. Take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Did you have something else? I thought you said two things you were touching on, the, the, how they lost their mind and there was something else. No, I just had they lost their mind. That's oh. all I had. All right. Enos, did you have something that you wanted to... I saw something very interesting today. And um, I saw a preview for, get ready, a prequel to the story of life story of Alfred Pennyworth. Hmm. Oh. Before Batman. Right, yeah. They're doing a new show called Pennyworth. That Pennyworth. might be cool because he was like a war hero, right? He, he, he worked with right. uh, he MI6, was like, something he was like, like, like that. Yeah, I believe he was MI6. Yeah. RAF, yeah. Yeah, he was with Royal, the Royal Air Force or MI6. I can't remember what. He, he, yeah. I can't remember. In either. Gotham, you clearly get, the, well, they've talked about it for years in the comics, but mm-hmm. Gotham's the first time where we actually see that, yes, he was a military badass. He was a badass, yeah. yeah. And he was trying to train Bruce before Bruce goes off and gets all his other. Um, right. Yeah, I don't consider Barry's. Gotham canon, though. And, well, and um, also, canon. you got, um, I don't know if you guys watched it, um, very short lived, but Beware the Batman. Oh yeah, I have oh, that. Yeah. I have that entire that, series on like DVD. One season. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I really thought it was like, really good. I liked, I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. Anthony Ruvivar, um, from first watch was the um voice of Batman, and I can't remember what the voice actor was that did Alfred, but they had Alfred in the capacity of not just being a butler, but as Randy was just speaking of, laying the groundwork to teach Bruce, and continue to accentuate his training. After he became Batman, where he had more of a role than just the trusty butler, and I like the way they did that. Now, I will admit, I wish they had not have beat us to death with Katana, but you know, I, I but you know, they were not going to. I think one of the things that killed it was everyone was looking for the canon villains: Joker, Penguin, and Catwoman, and what have you. Yeah, they weren't in it. And right now, they were off to off to a good start with Professor Pig. Mm-hmm. But it's just like after a while, the others just like made the show hokey, and and um, even though I enjoyed it, it was Batman. I don't care. It was it was it was um, great. But like, um, for it was a pretty good show. But you know, they didn't really um, advance from Professor Pig and what have you. And if you recall, he never. Um, Went in costume, but Mr. Terrific was in the first episode. Michael Holt. Yep, I love Mr. Terrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great character. They need yeah. to do more with him. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think that's actually on the DC's 
Is it, uh, I can't remember which wave of their line it is now, but I think that's the only one that's, oh, their New Age of Heroes. Yes, that's it. I think the Terrifics with him was the, the only title that survived. Yeah, survived, yeah. Because so, all the others have been. <laughs> all right, so before we get to our main topic, Madman's going to pay some bills. Absolutely. Lost in the Long Box is sponsored by Danny's Pizza and Subs. Check them out at Danny's Pizza and Subs. Dot com. Um, they are located at 10657 Spotsylvania Avenue here in Fredericksburg in the Lees Hill Center. Uh, they have a five-mile delivery radius from that location, so apologies to our listeners in Stockholm. Uh, our hours, their hours of operation are Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Friday and Saturdays are open from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., and on Sundays they're open from noon to 8. It's always buy one, get one free pizzas at dannyspizzaandsubs.com. You know what, though? If you are in Stockholm, I might be able to make a deal with you some pizza for some cheese or some chocolate. Chocolates, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so tonight, with next week, next week, tomorrow, um, Avengers Endgame is hitting the market, and we're all going to go see yeah. it. Tonight, we're going to touch a little bit on the history of the gems and the gauntlet. And I'll, I'll tell you what, guys, I was doing some research on this because I have to admit that I haven't read these things in years. Um, and I knew there was a big, long history of these things before it even came out in uh, Infinity Gauntlet. But you know what? I have not seen this much drama over precious stones since my wife found out her engagement ring was cubic zirconia. <laughs> I mean, and you're still <laughs> married. How about that? And, and just, you're still married. That's right. I mean, there's yeah. just a lot of weird, convoluted history on these things. You'd be like my wife. I gave her her engagement ring. She loved it. And she goes, I don't think I even want a, a wedding ring. I just want this one right here because this is this just displays perfect. And I don't, this is all I want. She goes, just buy me this necklace. I, and, uh, and that's all I want. I don't want a wedding ring. So I buy her this <laughs> necklace, right? About a week before we get married, I want a wedding ring. <laughs> so here's what's interesting. I was looking at the stones and the, so this is funny. You had the soul gem. I'm going to give you the six real quick here. You had the soul gem. And James Brown originally had that one. Right? Yeah. Hey! <laughs> you had the Soul Gem, the Time Gem, the Space Gem, the Mind Gem, the Reality Gem, and the Power Gem. Now, here's what I find interesting. From their original origins in 72 up until just a couple years ago, the Soul Gem was green, the Time Gem was orange, Space was purple, Mind was blue, Reality was yellow, and Power was red. And then for some freaking dumb reason, they changed the colors in 2017. Do we have any idea why? But all they I heard did, about that, and I couldn't figure out what's but, the point. But now check this. All they did was swap the colors among the gems. Yeah. So the soul gem goes from, from green to orange. The time gem goes from orange to green. And space goes from purple to blue. Mine goes from blue to yellow. What? Reality gem goes from yellow to red. And power goes from red to purple. Now... There are some guys out there who are diehard comic fans, and by diehard, I mean you, you would ask them a question, and they'll tell you, well, that happened in Iron Man issue, volume number, this number, and this year, and it was written by this person, blah, blah, blah. And there's people who I can tell you right now have memorized the, the, the Infinity Gems and which ones were which colors. I bet you this just rocked their world. <laughs> Probably gave them a pretty big headache, too. Because well, I mean, it seems kind of pointless. Well, and yeah, I don't, really? I honestly don't remember them changing the colors. It wasn't until we were researching this that I sat there, scratched my head, and went, you changed the colors? I'm like, why would you freaking do that? What was the point? Well, it looks like they changed them to correspond with the, um, with the MCU, because if you go down, yeah, 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 well, yeah. yeah well, but why did they have them different in the MCU? I don't even understand I that. I think that as they introduced the stones in the, series, the long series of movies we all went to see, um, 
they would like pick the color of the stone for the aesthetics of the that particular movie. Right? Okay. And then now they said it was like we got all these gems and well we can't change the color of the stone for the aesthetics of right. You know. This and, movie. and it and it very well could be that the writers didn't know as much about the gems. And the, they wrote the book, wrote the book, wrote the movie, wrote the screenplay. The director shot a special effects team when we're done. And then someone showed up at the comic book six months later, and they went, "Oh, oh well." <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> right. Um, so, and and now here we get to the interesting the hitch on it. So the very first gem we see is actually the Soul Gem in Marvel premiere number one, like what, 1972? I think Se- it was. April 72. Yep. Um, but here's what was funny: we get a second Soul Gem in Captain Marvel 45. 41. I thought it was 45. Anyway. It's 41 in here. But what was funny about it is they're all referred to as soul gems. They don't have soul and power and, and time or what have you. They're all being called soul gems. So I thought that was interesting. But that Captain Marvel is when they established that there's six of them. Right. And that the second one, as you mentioned, was the mind gem. And Captain Marvel 41 in 1975. Right. Because then we get two more of them in that whole crossover with um, Warlock and Spider-Man. And I think... If I remember correctly, that's like Avengers Annual 7. and That's when we get all six. The um, Marvel Team Up 55 gives us the power and the time, Jim. Okay. And then Avengers Annual 7 gives, would give us uh, reality and space. So, our, so Marvel 2 and Annual 2, does that bring us the last two of the set? Uh, I'm thinking it does, because I was reading that last night. So, Soul Gem number is in Marvel Premiere number one. Mind Gem is going to be uh, Captain Marvel 41. Power and Time, Marvel Team Up 55. And then the remaining two, or all six gems, show up in Avengers Annual 7. Okay. So, that's when you get space and, um, what was it, space, what did I say, space and reality? Space and reality. Yeah, it's hard to keep that crap straight, ain't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that they the, the last two show up in Avengers Annual Seven in 1977. That was a great, great year. Great you know year. what job I want, and I know they have them both at DC and Marvel. I want to be the historian who reads all the books and takes down all the facts. And when something gets written, comes back to the editor and says, "You guy can't do this because four issues ago in this other title, you just did this." Yep. Yeah, there are continuity people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't do a very good job these days. Apparently no. not. No. Yeah. <laughs> but uh. I'd run a tight ship. Who was it for, and Enos is going to know exactly who I'm talking about, who was it for Marvel had the Ask the Answer Man in the back of the DC Comics, Marvel, in the DC Comics back in like the late 70s and and 80s? Bob Rozak. There you go, Bob Rozak. That was my favorite part of a DC comic was reading the Ask the the Answer Answer Man. Man. (laughs) I'd like to be the Answer Man. It'd be great. And, And I think I actually did read that, yes. That was his job, reading every comic that DC put out that month and referring back to what was already written down. And I mean, obviously, they had a database, but think about it. There was no personal computers. You're not going to be storing that on a mainframe, so that was all handwritten, typewritten notes. So, Can you imagine that? That would be great. Yeah, eight hours a day reading comic books. Well, Sign me up. Shoot, I'd do more than eight hours a day. I'd worked overtime. Yeah. Yeah. I'd work <laughs> overtime. That's right. Yeah, be like, honey, I got to work some overtime tonight. So until you try to get that overtime check, and then they're yeah, like, well, right, come exactly. on, let's be honest, it's comic books you're reading. That's right, but exactly. that's what I'm paid to do. Pay me my overtime. Pay me, but, but you know what? So anyway, back to the stones. One of those stories, and I think it might be the Avengers Annual Seven one. That's the first time Thanos actually tries to use them to his advantage, mm-hmm. because I think he his first thing is he's trying to um, blow up or extinguish the stars in the universe. I'm like, well, that's kind of a hinky plan. What what did that going to get him? 
Mental note, go to Awesome Con Looker Avengers Annual 7 this weekend. Well, 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 keep in mind, you know, villains don't always have the greatest, you know, motivation. When, when Wasn't that. the fact that Death kept rejecting him? Yes, that's why he went after the stones, because he was but, in love with Death, and he wanted to wanted well, her to keep But that comes later, because Thanos' quest is where he gets all six of them. That's where, supposedly, they actually start getting referred to as the Infinity Gems, not just the Soul Stones. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also the first time we see the gauntlet. No, we see the gauntlet not in that. We see the gauntlet first time in Silver Surfer 44. Is it 44? It is 44. Yes, I have that. I bought it in Awesome Con last year. I thought we saw it in... Th- no, he gets no, him in Thanos' he gets Quest. A, he gets him in Thanos' Quest. He doesn't actually make the gauntlet until 44. And Silver Surfer learns that he mm-hmm. has the gems, right? And, mm-hmm. and then when he goes after him, that's right. Because then he's like, are you looking for these? <laughs> yeah. And the funny thing about it is he gets the, the gems to, to eliminate half the universe because he wants Death to love him. And she rejects him again. Because now he's more powerful than she is. Mm. Yeah, so it's, uh, what was I going to say? I, I actually remembered it because I was reading Silver Surfer then because he comes back to Earth and says, we got a problem. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's when he lands in, is that, is that in the issue one where he lands, crashes into Doctor, Doctor Strange's Strange, yeah. house? Yeah. Yeah. If you guys saw the uh, Infinity War movie, yeah, they, used, they used the Hulk instead of Silver Surfer. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, licensing reasons, so... <laughs> I thought it was still a good scene. It was very reminiscent of the comics, so that was good. Yeah, kind of. So then, let's see. Now, this is where I start getting phasey. What? Phasey? A little bit hazy on it. I know after Infinity Gauntlet, they end up in Adam Warlock's hands, right? Adam Warlock gets them at the end of the Infinity Gauntlet. He basically, Nebula takes the the gauntlet from, from Thanos, and then... Warlock gets the gauntlet from Nebula, and he ends up having the uh, having the gauntlet, and that's when we move into what was an Infinity War War, came next. uh, Infinity Watch. Infinity Warlock and the Infinity Watch. Warlock and the Infinity Watch. Consisting of Warlock, Pip the Troll, Gamora, Moon Dragon was in there. Moon Dragon, and um, Drax was there. Drax Drax was in there. Drax was in there as well. Got the Power Stone and ate it. Yeah, (laughs) I hope they do that in the movie. Oh yeah. (laughs) He's got to be tough though because he stands really still and you can't. see I got a question. Y'all were talking about the Space Gym earlier. Is that what helped Michael Jordan have a great game? That's right. Uh, helped him beat the Monstars. Uh, probably. The only person that helped Michael Jordan have a great game was Michael Jordan. <laughs> True. I, was I, I got the Michael Jordan stone. So, <laughs> so I was trying to catch y'all. Allow me to dunk a basketball. <laughs> so doesn't Adam Warlock and the Infinity Watch turn around and also lead to uh, Infinity Crusade and Infinity War? Yeah. Infinity yes. War and Infinity, Infinity, War and Infinity Crusade. Crusade. Yeah, I actually did not get into those after that. Well, um, from my understanding, it kind of went downhill and, after and, the Infinity Gauntlet. Well, and yeah. I seem to remember Infinity Gauntlet was great. Uh, Adam Warlock and Infinity Watch started off okay, but then by the time they got to Crusade and weren't thinking, okay, you guys are just milking it now. I'm yeah. Done. Yeah. yeah. Well, and even then, you could see that that's what they were doing. Infinity War was okay. Yeah. And like, um, but but you could tell with Warlock and the Infinity, and the Infinity Watch, they had just like, Thinned Warlock out so much that really you didn't see. He was taking a back seat to the other characters. Oh yeah. So I love me some Warlock. I'm I'm sorry that he didn't make it in this phase. We got a tease. Let me let me, let me rephrase that before yeah. someone gets bent out of shape. Oh yes, they did. <laughs> they they showed him at the end of Guardians in the Galaxy number two. So there. No, they didn't show him. They showed a cocoon. Well, actually, that was, 
That wasn't that at the end of Guardians. No, it was at the end of two because um, the Golden Lady, whose name I yeah. can't remember. I just know there's MCU fans right now just hopping mad, going, "Give me that damn phone! I need to call him." But <laughs> yeah. I, I remember they're looking at his cocoon because remember, don't we actually see a cocoon like that in the first at the end of the first one too? It was at the end because there's of, something um, in the collectors. Thor, it was in it was in Thor: The Lost World. When um, you mean the Dark World? I mean the, the Lost <laughs> Lost World was dinosaurs. Yeah, and the okay. Thor: The Dark <laughs> The Dark World when um, Sif and Volstagg took the e- took the ether to um, the collector. The Adam Warlock's cocoon was behind them. Okay. Yes. And so was Tobias Fumke from the right. Exactly. <laughs> From Arrested Development. Yeah. See, I can understand your confusion because on the other Earth, it was, yeah. you know, Roar the Lost Raptor. So yeah. you're just kind of getting them confused. No, I was actually thinking about the Ride of Kings of Mingo myself. <laughs> 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 I'm uh, dating myself, man. What, what can I do? So now, I, and I have to admit, um, as a comic book reader, this was the, the Infinity War and Infinity Crusade was right about the time that, to me, Marvel started derailing a bit. Yeah. So yeah. I, I lose track of the stones after that. The next time I see them was during um, the new Avengers runs with the Illuminati, and you find mm-hmm. out that they'd hidden them across the planet. Yeah, that's what I, I'm the same way. Like you said, I lost track of them at this point. So do we know where they went after the Infinity War? Let's see. There was a, as you said, there was Infinity Watch. Because um, Infinity Watch was the one that spun out right out of Infinity Right after Gone, it. Because Adam Warlock was, and you know, I got to say it, he was a bit of a dick at the end of Infinity Crusade, because I actually remember him saying, these can't be trusted anyone but me. That's, <laughs> well, that's why I think they established his race as kind of like that, like pretentious. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. he said that they couldn't be trusted to anyone but him, but then the Living Tribunal came to him, yeah. and that's why he split him up. Well, saying that it was too much power for one person to have. Well, that's what I mean. It's like, are they going to be bringing in these like huge cosmic beings? I mean, in well, the, I don't see them doing well, that for the well, movie. Yeah, well, now hang on, hang on. They very well could because um, in one of those links and articles I was reading, I think in Thanos' quest, not only does he get all six gems, but he also tells the tale that they're actually remnants of a celestial being. Mm-hmm. So they very well could tie that back. Mm. Yeah, I just I don't know if I see the Living Tribunal and you know Eternity showing up in a Marvel MCU movie. But but you that know might what they be need, a little too far they out really there need for, the, to. for mainstream audiences. Well, they didn't do Galactus, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, they didn't. Well, hang on. That, but that, they might now. In their defense, uh, Fantastic Four was not an MCU movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Fox fiasco. See how see what I did there, uh, and Very they funny. didn't. And do we Galactus can we, right. we have we have high hopes for you know a correct Galactus now. We're just like ants and rubber tree plants. We we think they'll do really. Oh good yes, now. I can't wait. I, I'm really hoping. I would love to see something in this new movie um, that goes back and somehow hints at Fantastic Four or X Men. X Men, I can take or leave, but I really want to see some type of Fantastic Four um, mention or cameo or a hint in this new well, movie. Well, they, they've said something about X Men isn't going to happen until at least 2020. At least, right, at least yeah, easily. It, but you know what I would love to see? It doesn't even have to be an end credit. It can just be like a, a scene on a television in the background. It's, that's all I want is a news report of four dark figures in the middle of the night still in a rocket ship. You give me that, and I'm happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'd, ta- I'd, I'd like some Silver Surfer action. Yeah, but I don't think you can bring Silver Surfer into this without... Without Galactus. Without Galactus, and then without a reference to the Fantastic Four. Yeah, okay. Fair because, enough. Because I can tell you, every Marvel fan out there, if you bring in Silver Surfer and Galactus, are going to be 
pissed. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna ask, <laughs> where are the Fantastic Four? Right. You know who I would like to see take over as um, Reed Richards? Take over as Reed I, Richards? I mean, I mean, be the new actor that portrays him. If they don't get out. Oh, I, gotcha. I mean, I, don't I was like, you want to replace Reed Richards in the comics? Well, no, okay. I, Hit me I, with it, Enos. I like, um, I love Ion Griffith. He was great to me. Oh, yeah. Well, and he epitomizes what you know what what um, Mr. Fantastic was to me. But if he does, if they don't get him for the for the MCU, I would like to see Anson Mount as uh, Mr. Fantastic. He was the guy that played Black Bolt on the wonderful series The Inhumans. Whoa, was whoa. that really okay. wonderful? Because well, I heard ho, that was ho, bad. Hang on here. I, I may have to disown you because that series sucked. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Uh, okay, that's uh, good. Yeah. We, who, who did raise your hand if you did not get the sarcasm? I, I didn't get the sarcasm there. I thought for <laughs> most of the time. Okay. Hold on, I must be getting old. There's four people in the room and three of us did not hear the sarcasm. I was definitely yeah. and, and you didn't hit the wonderful Marvel. No, um, he played Black Bolt. He is currently Captain Pike on the uh CBS streaming series Star Trek Discovery. And I saw some photos of this guy. He has the gray hair. Like Reed, I'm like, wow, he's a bigger guy because you know Reed Richards is kind of um, wiry and and Anson he's Mount's, wiry, yeah, <laughs> kind of. But um, Anson Mount is kind of bulky, but he looks just like Reed Richards to me. So I have to digress here. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see the movie The Replacements? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Anytime someone uses the word wiry now, I always think about that kicker from England where he tells them, I'm wiry. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now uh, I always hear that when, uh, when someone says wiry, I, I, hear, I hear him going, he's wiry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, if, so if you're replacing Reed Richards with him, who are we going to replace? Um, who are we going to replace, let's say, the human torch with? We, we want to do Chris Evans again? Let's bring him back. No. 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 He wants to direct. That's why I yeah. think he his whole thing for getting out of the MCU is he wants to direct movies. All right. Well, you know what? We don't need to talk about the FF right now. That's right. that's fodder for another show. Let's go back to the Infinity Gems. We've only got... 20 minutes? Oh, crap. 20 minutes. We've got to fill 20 minutes. So, anywho, um, if I remember correctly in the Illuminati... Um, which you know what? That's what I really want to see. I want to see the Illuminati in the MCU because that was such a great concept that you find out that it who was it? Reed Richards, Doctor Strange, Tony Namor, Stark. Um, um, Tony Stark, Tony, Tony Stark, Stark, and wasn't Black, Black Panther, Panther one of Black them? Black Panther. Mm -hmm. And then who was it that left? Um, Captain America. Cap Captain America was already part of it and didn't like it. Right, because the he he was he was against them using the Infinity Gauntlet to destroy other universes. Was it was oh. they were encroaching on their own? Right, that was really great though. So. <laughs> Off the air, we need to talk about that story, because what Namor does in it. It was one of those whole crap moments where I was just like, I can't believe he actually did it. So that's when I last saw them. So, And you know what? I want to say that they were used in the last version of Secret War to rebuild the universe, and then it got scattered throughout the cosmos again. Mm -hmm. So, hmm. Maybe maybe someone should bring them back, put them in the glove, and snap fingers and fix the the, the Marvel universe. Didn't work. A lot work. more than a snap. Yeah, exactly. Right. All right. So, where are we going? All right. Come on, guys. I need more information here. Yeah. So, so let's go back. I guess we can go back and talk about some uh, the, the way that it the Infinity Gauntlet originally appeared in the comic books, as where as opposed to uh, as, as opposed to how it's been in the movies. Um, 
you know, as we we said before, it was in the in the book. It's Silver Surfer that comes crashing into Strange's house, not Hulk. You know, for you know purposes of uh, you know licensing, they weren't able to use the Surfer. So, and we also got to see a lot more of the cosmic side of Marvel's comics than we're what we're probably going to see in this. You know, um, we got to see the Living Tribunal, Eternity, Celestials. Lord yeah. Chaos, Master Order. Yeah, they all showed were up the at the end. In there, were, right. were the Watchers part of this, too? Uh, there was a Watcher there. I don't think it was Uatu. I, it almost had to be, though. Almost had to be, because he's really the only one that interfered. What a useless race. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, Uatu's like, I'm sworn to non-interference, and then it he interferes. Him, and, yeah, and then you got him all there. that power and can't do nothing with it. Yeah, well, you know. Except have a big head. <laughs> Well, he's dead now. Yeah. Nick Fury took over for him. That was another great series, too. That was. It really was. Um, uh, I know what you're talking Original about. Sin. Original yeah. Sin. Yeah, that's that was it. good. That's the one where something happens that makes Thor unworthy and he just falls to the surface of the moon. Yeah. Um, with Nick Fury, the original Nick Fury whispers something in his hand, he did, in his hair, his ear, and he drops me off. I don't think we ever found out what that was, either. They, they never reveal what yeah. it was. Yeah, that was a great one. I'd have to go back and read that one. That was good. Theodato Art Baby. Mm-hmm. Free massages for Thor. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, this was. If you remember, this is this is the book too that had one of those moments uh, in there that ta- I talked about where, um, that what it, where it made me cry when Cap when Cap stood up to to Thanos mm. against all odds. Well, here's you know here's something too we hope can we look see at that again. Yeah, I, I hope so. Those stupid stones. Did you look here? How many people have owned each one of the stones? It's crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. they're transient as hell. It's, it's like it, it's almost like it keeps ending up in a pawn shop and somebody goes, ooh, what's that one? So like, the Soul Stone, who was it here? High Evolutionary, Adam Warlock, the Gardener. Now what's the freaking Gardener need with that stone? The, the, the Gardener? Garden? The Gardener. He was learning to play bass. Uh, apparently. Yeah. Nice. The In-Betweener, <laughs> Thanos, obviously Nebula, Count Abyss, I don't even know who that is. Magus, Rune, Gemini, Siphon, or is it Siphon? Galactus, Doctor Strange, Magus again. Ultron, Requiem, and Loki. I forgot and about y- Ultron. Yeah. yeah, and you know, if you look at all these, a lot of these stones about who the owner are, there's a lot of repeats. Yeah. So it's they, like... They'll get it again, yeah. And Well, here's my thing. It's like, it looks like at one time, Galactus owned all of them. And I'm like, okay, if Galactus had the stones at one point, you would think the universe for Marvel would have just been totally wiped out. Yeah, he probably was thinking, I'm hungry. It looks like Emma Frost had the right. power gem at one point. Good Lord, could you imagine that? Mm. One of the world's most powerful well, telepaths, also with the power gem? Well, you know who else had the power gem? And I just it just tickles me pink that this, that this character had it. She-Hulk. Mm. My baby She-Hulk. <laughs> oh, wow. That would have been awesome. I didn't say here. I wonder if it's Red She-Hulk or the Jen Walters She-Hulk. I'm betting oh, just it. Uh, it looks like it's both of them. Oh, no, Red Hulk. So it's got She-Hulk here and then Red so Hulk. So it's Betty Ross. Right. Yeah, well, no, it looks like it's the Jen Walters version of She-Hulk, but the Red Hulk Red, also, also had it at well, some Red, point. Wasn't Red Hulk um, General, Thunderbolt Ross? Thunderbolt yes. Ross, yes. yeah. Thunderbolt Ross. But but Betty Betty Ross does become the, 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 the lady Red, Red She-Hulk. She-Hulk as well. So I remember that mess with me. And then look at the nice powers that these stones have. And I want to say that I remember reading one of these powers on these stones before, and I was like, well, that's pretty much useless. Why do they have it? <laughs> And, and, like, some of them, like the Power Stone, I think that's pretty much just a, a repeat of all the others. Power allows the user to access and manipulate all forms of energy, enhance their physical strength and durability, enhance any superhuman ability, and boost the effects of the other five gems. Right. So that's one that you definitely want because that makes all the other gems more powerful, too. 
Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind having. I'd like to have the time, Jim. That'd be great. Well, obviously, yeah. Travel it, through it time. It does control, you know, past and the future and, and stop, slow down, alter, what have you. Uh, but like the space one, to exist in any location, move any object anywhere, okay, throughout reality, warp or rearrange space. Now, that's cool. I like to warp or rearrange some space, increase their speed. But, I mean, yeah, a lot of these stones, and I can actually see where they're already powerful among themselves as it is, uh, but get them all together is probably bad news. But now that begs a question because I can't remember. Is it the soul stone that Warlock has on the forehead? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, that's the one where, where he sucks you into it when you, when you die. Yeah, the soul world, yeah. The soul world. Now, maybe, because there's theories that at the end of uh, Infinity War, that Thanos is actually sitting in the soul gem. Um, because it's what's like an orange sky. Yeah, I think that's where they found right, that, him afterwards. That, yeah, because that's how the um, that's how the original Infinity Gauntlet ended right. with him. So that might be where you get your Adam Warlock. How awesome would it be if you see this being who's not identified, dressed in like simple robes, like he's you know like a monk or whatever, but have him with orange skin and, and flowing orange hair, and, and just like standing there peacefully saying, "You shouldn't be here." From my understanding, we're not supposed to see Adam until Guardians of the Galaxy three, though, unless that's changed, which it could have. Well, then that only means that this, they're not done with the stones. Yeah. But I tell you what, <laughs> one of my favorite bits with the stones in the MCU has got to be Guardians of the Galaxy when they found out what was in that orb and they come out of the uh, the collector's den with it and Rocket's like, why do you still have it? <laughs> He's like, throw it away and get it as far away from us as possible. <laughs> well, the best part of that movie, though, was Howard the Duck at the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> I need to give Howard the Duck the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, my God. <laughs> Trapped in the world he never made. Well, that would fix that. So I actually am looking forward to tomorrow's movie. Um, I can tell you guys that when I went to Flashback Comics, Troy hooked me up with that ultimate uh, Captain Marvel, complete Captain Marvel collection. So I'm going to read that because it has, uh, I might even let you borrow this because I'm pretty sure you would dig it. It has Iron Man 55. Got it. And I don't like him anymore. Do, do, yeah. do you have Iron Man 55 or the trade paperback? I've got the it's the life of Captain Marvel and the Avengers versus Thanos. Okay, but you don't have the individual Iron Man. I don't 55. have the individual. Okay. I was like I was gonna say we'll have to follow him home if you have. I'm about it. to say find yeah. out where you live. But it's got but the trade paperback has got Iron Man 55 and then it has a Captain Marvel, but starting with the Jim Starlin run, right? Um, from issue 25 and it goes all the not all the way to the end because that book ran like 60 67 issues or something, but it goes yeah. up to uh, just before the whole Thanos quest starts with the Silver Surfer and what have you. And then at the end of it, it's got um, the death of Captain Marvel. And they got um, number 34, which leads up to when he actually crushes the container mm. of gas that led to the cancer. cancer. Right, so I'm actually looking forward to reading it because our Most buddy Troy David at Flashback Comics, ping, no need plug, um, he, <laughs> he actually was standing there telling me, you read this one first. And you don't read to death. And when you're done with that, when you turn around and you read this one, and he's listening out all five trade paperbacks for me. And I was like, this sounds expensive, Troy. <laughs> but anyway, he's actually told me which books to read next. So I'm actually going to go and reread that whole saga because, you know, I'm old and I forget things now. Um, who are you guys? Okay, so anyway. Where am I? Right, what are we doing? Uh, we're, we're doing a really bad comic book podcast. No, we're not. It's we're a not. fantastic comic and book podcast. And you know this man. Exactly. Uh, but Troy's actually really awesome. That's where we're going to be doing our, our live show for right. a free comic book day. And, and Tommy and I are going to swing by there Saturday after Awesome Con. Yes. Um, so any of you listeners out in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, Tommy and I will be at Awesome Con on Saturday and Sunday. I'll be there all three days. I'll be there Friday. 
Um, I don't know what I'll be wearing. Saturday, I might be the Mr. Miracle guy because both Tom King, go ahead, say it. Tom. There you go. Tom, Tom King swooning. and, and swooning. Mr. Oh, Rogers. Look, 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 look at that little red cheek. All right, I didn't say beat it to death. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anything worth doing is worth overdoing. But Mr. Rogers and Tom King, the guys who wrote the, the Mr. Miracle miniseries, are both there together. Tom has already seen the Mr. Miracle, but Mitch hasn't. So I'm will probably be wearing Mr. Miracle on Friday or Saturday. And then Friday, since Luke Ferrigno is there, I'm going to... Oh. I'm going to break out my traveling, uh, my lonely man traveling banner cosplay. Ah. I got the nice 70s looking uh, plaid shirt. I got blue jeans. I got the wig. I even have the white contacts. I look like I'm freaking out, you know, mm. hulking out, what have you. So that'll be pretty good. Uh, but yeah, so if you see me and see one of those characters, that will be me, Randall. Tommy was going to be volunteering um, for Awesome Con, but they shot him down because he can't work Friday. So Saturday, whatever guy you see holding my crap will probably be Tommy. <laughs> he doesn't know that yet. Well, he knows it now. Well, yeah. And I did it last year, so. Yes. Uh, I didn't notice there was a uh, place to store bags this year, so I don't, I don't know what we're going to do. Are you guys going to be passing out them? And we are going to be passing out our Lost in a Long Box business card. So, so if you somebody get... sees one and you're like, it's like, who gave that to you? Right, like, exactly. Spot you. That, you know what? Mad Men's smart. Brilliant! I am smart. Right there with the Limburger cheese heads. And I don't <laughs> know who... Uh, but yeah, so if you see someone with an FXBG uh, pirate card, they're very. Uh, let me see that one of those cards. You know, they're actually very easy to spot. They're nice brown cards with yellow logo and writing on them. And it's front and back. So one of them is just a great big FXBG public radio, and then the other one is actually says "Lost in the Long Box." And show the camera. Show the camera out there. Oh yeah, because my I am Mr. Fantastic. My arm will stretch over there. Enos, you get the honors. Um, but anyway. The up on the camera, bro. Come on. Wow, I gotta get used to this. Flip it. Flip it. Anywho, uh, if you see one of those around the con, just ask who gave you that. I can tell you one's going to end up at Tom King's table. Go ahead, Tommy. Because he just swoons. Well, I'm going to try to get him as a guest on this show. So Tommy's giving up on this. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, I just I His wasn't heart's prepared. Not in it yeah, I'm not prepared. <laughs> it, it's it's one of those things. It's, it's getting to be too easy. So. Right, I'm an easy target. He's not even making me work for it anymore. Yeah, yeah, man, you you be able to get ease and get him there. He's like ready for you now, man. Ain't fun no more. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Don't worry. Next week's another week. Right. Well, so look. anyway, well, next week is our going to be our review of the movie. We're probably going to be ending the show a little early here tonight, guys. Sorry, um, but while we're here, I do want to remind everyone that we are on Gmail at lostinalongbox at gmail.com. We have a Twitter, Lost and Along B1. Tommy, have you been checking that lately? Uh, yeah, we haven't seen too much on it. So. Okay, maybe we should start Maybe we should Start, start tweeting. Twi tweeting out there. Yeah, we should start yeah. tweeting. You can start doing that Saturday and Sunday. We need to get one of those millennials to be part of our crew so they right, can do that exactly. for us. Uh, we have our sister groups on Facebook, uh, Batman, Yesterday, Today, and Forever, and the realm of superhero, um, and pop, superhero comics and pop culture. I almost butchered it. I got, ah, I got, you it. got it. And then, of course, uh, Madman has his podcast every Tuesdays, Shock Monkey Radio here at 6 p.m. here on FXBG Public Radio. You'll love it because I'm funny and these guys aren't. Oh, I think we're pretty damn funny. I think we're funny. I think we're pretty funny, especially when we talk about one of my favorite characters, Swamp Thing. 
Oh, <laughs> have you? So have you seen the trailer for the Swamp Thing yes, coming out? Yes, I have. That looks fantastic. I unfortunately I can't stream those, so I'm going to have to find other arrangements. Um, Wayne, if you're listening, oh, <laughs> <So>. uh, <laughs> put them on blast, man. <laughs> right. Uh, so I got to go watch those, and I need to it watch. It looks really. I need to watch Doom really Patrol, and I need to watch Titans. I heard everything on the DC service is fantastic. Yeah, I've, so I have been watching Titans. I haven't done. I have Doom Patrol. I have to admit, I have not watched Doom Patrol yet, but from but. It whet my appetite seeing Brendan Brendan Fraser's uh, Robot Man. Robot Man. He called well, uh, Garfield Green Fool. Well, I want to yeah. watch it because it's got April Bowlby as oh. uh, Elasta Woman. Oh yeah. And you know who April Bowlby is? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> she was Candy on uh, Two and a Half Men for a while. Alan Harper's wife. Yeah. <laughs> now now he's got it. All right, guys. So gonna be ending a little early. I gotta give you back three minutes, two minutes. But until next time, we'll be down here wondering. What if Marvel, Tosi, Infinity Gems were really just kidney stones of the Celestials? Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Why, Tommy? Because we're lost in the long box. <laughs> yes, we are. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.